Chapter 10 of Plunkett of Tammany Hall, a series of very plain talks on very practical politics. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Mike Vendetti. Plunkett of Tammany Hall, a series of very plain talks on very practical politics by George Washington Plunkett. Chapter 10. Brooklynites, natural-born hayseeds. Some people are wondering why it is that the Brooklyn Democrats have been siding with David B. Hill and the upstate crowd. There's no cause for wonder. I have made a careful study of the Brooklynite, and I can tell you why. It's because Brooklynite is a natural-born hayseed, and can never become a real New Yorker. He can't be trained into it. Consolidation didn't make him a New Yorker, and nothing on earth can. A man born in Germany can settle down and become a good New Yorker. So can an Irishman. In fact, the first word an Irish boy learns in the old country is New York, and when he grows up and comes here, he is at home right away. Even a Jap or a Chinaman can become a New Yorker, but a Brooklynite never can. And why? Because Brooklyn don't seem to be like any other place on earth. Once let a man grow up amidst Brooklyn's cobblestones and the odor of Newton Creek and Gowanus Canal, ever in his nostrils, and there's no place in the world for him except Brooklyn. And even if he don't grow up there, if he is born there and lives there only in his boyhood and then moves away, he is still beyond redemption. In one of my speeches in the legislature, I gave an example of this, and it's worth repeating now. Soon after I became a leader on the west side a quarter of a century ago, I came across a bright boy about seven years old who had just been brought over from Brooklyn by his parents. I took an interest in the boy, and when he grew up, I brought him into politics. Finally, I sent him to the assembly from my district. Now remember that the boy was only seven years old when he left Brooklyn, and was twenty-three when he went to the assembly. You'd think he had forgotten all about Brooklyn, wouldn't you? I did, but I was dead wrong. When that young fellow got into the assembly, he paid no attention to bills or debates about New York City. He didn't even show any interest in his own district. But just let Brooklyn be mentioned or a bill be introduced about Gowanus Canal or the Long Island Railroad, and he was all attention. Nothing else on earth interested him. The end came when I caught him. What do you think I caught him at? One morning... I went over from the Senate to the Assembly Chamber, and there I found my young man reading, actually reading, a Brooklyn newspaper. When he saw me coming, he tried to hide the paper, but it was too late. I caught him dead to rights, and I said to him, Jimmy, I'm afraid New York ain't fascinating enough for you. You had better move back to Brooklyn after your present term. And he did. I met him the other day crossing the Brooklyn Bridge, carrying a hobby horse under one arm and a doll's carriage under the other, and looking perfectly happy. McFerrin and his men are the same way. They can't get it into their heads that they are New Yorkers, and just tend naturally toward supporting Hill and his hayseeds against Murphy. I had some hopes of McCarran till lately. He spends too much of his time over there and has seen so much of the world that I thought he might be an exception and grow out of his Brooklyn surroundings. But his course at Albany shows that there is no exception to the rule. 
Say I'd rather take a hottentot in hand to bring up as a good New Yorker than undertake the job with a Brooklynite. Honest, I would. And, by the way, come to think of it, is there really any upstate Democrats left? It has never been proved to my satisfaction there it there is any. I know that some upstate members of the state committee call themselves Democrats. Besides these, I know at least six more men above the Bronx who make a living out of professing to be Democrats, and I have just heard of some few more. But if there is any real Democrats up the state, what becomes of them on Election Day? They certainly don't go near the polls or they vote the Republican ticket. Look at the last three state elections. Roosevelt piled up more than 100,000 majority above the Bronx. Odell piled up about 160,000 majority the first time he ran, and 131,000 the second time. About all the Democratic votes cast were polled in New York City. The Republicans can get all the votes they want up the state. Even when we piled up 123,000 majority for Kohler, in the city in 1902. The Republicans went at 8,000 better above the Bronx. That's why it makes me so mad to hear about upstate Democrats controlling our state convention and saying who we shall choose for president. It's just like Staten Island undertaking to dictate to a New York City convention. I remember once a Syracuse man came to Richard Crocker at the Democratic Club, handed him a letter of introduction, and said, I'm looking for a job in the street-cleaning department. I'm backed by a hundred upstate Democrats. Crocker looked hard at the man a minute and then said, Upstate Democrats? Upstate Democrats? I didn't know there was any upstate Democrats. Just walk up and down a while till I see what an upstate Democrat looks like. Another thing, when a campaign is on, did you ever hear of an upstate Democrat making a contribution? Not much. Tammany has had to foot the whole bill, and when any of Hill's men come down to New York to help him in the campaign, we have to pay their board. Whenever money is to be raised, there's nothing doing up the state. The Democrats there, always providing that there is any Democrats there, take to the woods. Supposing Tammany turned over the campaigns to the Hill men and then held off, what would happen? why they would have to hire a shed out in the suburbs of albany for a headquarters unless the democratic national committee put up for the campaign expenses tammany's got the votes and the cash the hill crowds only got hot air End of chapter ten